It's Thursday, June 27th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into the Supreme Court's last rulings of the session. Some of their decisions weren't exactly, well, decisive. We'll connect the dots on how the rulings could affect you. Then tonight, round two of the Democratic debates. We'll tell you which of last night's hot topics might be on repeat. And finally, wrapping for the G20, granny style. We're here to make your Thursday smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about the Supreme Court. After months of debate and deliberations, the justices finally ruled on two big issues this morning that could have lasting effects on the country. One had to do with partisan gerrymandering. The other was about adding a question about citizenship to the 2020 census. But the decisions today weren't a simple thumbs up or down. Here's CNN's justice correspondent on the steps of the Supreme Court. There were different counts. There were, this was affirmed okay. in part as to standing, reversed in part as to some of it. So we're still going through the exact I understand. counts as to all those broke down. So we'll get back I, to you on that uh, one. Yeah. So today we're going to get into what the cases were, what the justices said, and most importantly, what these decisions mean for the country going forward. We'll start with the question about whether the Trump administration can add a question about citizenship to the 2020 census. Department of Commerce versus New York. So, quick background. The Constitution says there has to be a count of everyone who lives in the country every 10 years. Last year, the Commerce Department said they wanted to ask people about their citizenship so they could get a count of how many residents are U.S. citizens. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross says it'll help them better enforce the Voting Rights Act, which protects minority voters. Democrats called foul. They said immigrants might not fill out the survey at all for fear of getting themselves or their families deported. And that the undercount could give Republicans an edge in future elections because immigrants tend to vote for Democrats. A federal court in New York agreed, saying the Commerce Department's reasoning was bogus. So the Commerce Department took the case to the Supremes. They said the law allows them to make these kinds of administrative decisions, like what to ask on the census. So those were the arguments in court, but there's been a lot of drama off the bench, too. New documents from a former Republican strategist came out recently, showing that the department added the question to purposefully dilute the political power of Hispanic voters and help Republicans create districts where they could win. Then on Tuesday, a Maryland district court was given permission to reopen its census case to look at this new evidence. After that happened, the Justice Department asked the Supremes to add that Maryland case to this case to settle the question once and for all. But here's what happened. The court ignored that DOJ request. They didn't add any new materials, just the original case. And their ruling was a bit confusing. The justices split the issue, agreeing with some parts and disagreeing with others. First, they said, sure, the Commerce Department is totally in its rights to add questions to the census including one about citizenship, if it has a good reason. But the justices were not on board with the reasons the department gave. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote the majority opinion. He said the stated reason for the question, enforcing the Voting Rights Act, seemed contrived. The Supremes didn't buy it. So they're blocking it, for now, and sending it back to the Commerce Department, saying, try again. But the department might not have the time to do that. They insisted that they have to start printing the 2020 census questionnaires on July 1st. Yeah, like four days from now. 
So if that timeline doesn't change, you probably won't be asked about your citizenship next year. And that's a big deal. The Census Bureau estimated 6.5 million people wouldn't fill out the whole survey if it included that question, for fear of a government crackdown. To be clear, it's illegal for the government to use census data to do that. That undercount could have had big implications, because the census is used to determine budgets and voting districts. Which brings us to the other big issue decided today. In two partisan gerrymandering cases, the court said, we don't want to hear it. In a 5-4 to four decision, the majority said it's not up to them or any federal court to rule on cases that challenge whether a voting district was drawn along partisan lines. Reminder, gerrymandering is when a voting district is drawn in a way that benefits one group of people over another. In North Carolina and Maryland, the plaintiffs said the districts were drawn to hurt Democrats and Republicans, respectively. So both sides are complaining when they feel pushed out. Roberts wrote the majority opinion on this one, too. He said that it's not the court's responsibility to decide who gets to have political power and influence. That's for Congress and individual states to figure out. The judges said that moving forward, challenges of partisan gerrymandering can't be brought to court. Any federal court. That decision was along ideological lines, and the liberal justices were not pleased. In her strongly worded dissent, Justice Elena Kagan said this was the first time the court has ever taken a pass on his responsibilities. She said, quote, of all times to abandon the court's duty to declare the law, this was not the one. So what's the skim? It's the first court session with a strong conservative majority in 50 years. And while these decisions are a bit of a mixed bag for the Trump administration, they're a win for the Republican Party right now. Republicans control the majority of state, House, and Senate chambers, and many of those bodies control redistricting. So the court's ruling in the gerrymandering cases solidifies their power in deciding what's kosher in the process. And with the citizenship question, the Trump administration could still come out on top. It could push back its printing timeline and make a better case for adding the question. President Trump tweeted today that he's asked his lawyers if they can delay the census, quote, no matter how long, until the Supreme Court makes a decision. So this probably isn't the last time we'll hear about this issue. In fact, we might hear about it tonight, on night two of the first Democratic presidential primary debate. Last night's highlights and what to watch out for tonight, that's next. Hey, Skim This listeners. We want to introduce you to a new podcast out now from Marketplace. It's called This is Uncomfortable. It's a weekly show out Thursdays about life and how money messes with it. It looks at things like, what happens when one person in a relationship has way more money than the other? What happens when work is the thing that's making us cry at work? And how to manage all the ways money gets in the way of our relationships, shapes our identities, and real talk defines what it means to be an adult. Subscribe to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Last night was part one of the first 2020 Democratic primary debate. Ten Democrats all vying to become the party's candidate for the next president of the United States. The candidates last night agreed on a lot. But there are a few points of contention that'll probably pop up again tonight, when 10 more candidates take the stage in Miami for part two. That will include four of the top five, former VP Joe Biden, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, California Senator Kamala Harris, and South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg. The first issue, immigration. Former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Julian Castro was the first candidate in the field to propose an immigration plan. 
His plan includes getting rid of a controversial provision known as Section 1325. Sounds weedy, but it basically makes crossing the border illegally a criminal offense. It's the reason the Trump administration has been separating kids from their parents at the border. When they send the parents to jail, no kids allowed. Under Castro's plan, migrants may eventually get deported, but it would make what they did a civil offense, like in most states, a traffic violation. And last night, he wanted to know where other candidates stood. And so I want to challenge every single candidate on this stage to support the repeal of Section 1325. Not every Dem agrees, though. Fellow Texan Beto O'Rourke has argued that Section 1325 is necessary because of human traffickers, even though he wants a full immigration overhaul. But you're looking at just one small part of this. I'm talking about a comprehensive rewrite of our immigration laws. And if we do that... So you'll want to see how Dems tonight address immigration reform. Frontrunner and former VP Biden is emphasizing helping the home countries that migrants are fleeing from. Sanders' campaign says he'll close migrant detention centers. And Harris has called the family separation policy a human rights abuse. Another major issue for Dems? Health insurance. In 2016, Bernie Sanders started pushing the idea of Medicare for all. And now he's pushing a bill for it in the Senate. Medicare is a government-run health insurance program, right now for people over 65. Sanders wants to put everyone on Medicare and effectively get rid of private health insurance entirely. Last night, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren said she's on board. Healthcare is a basic human right, and I will fight for basic human rights. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio was the only other candidate last night who was into abolishing insurance companies in favor of Medicare. Others are putting on the brakes, like Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. I am just simply concerned about kicking uh, half of America off of their health insurance in four years, which is exactly what this bill says. Klobuchar and O'Rourke said people should be able to opt in to the new Medicare. It's called a public option. So what about tonight? Well, that's basically where Biden stands, too. Obamacare. Of course, Mr. Medicare for all Bernie Sanders will be there. And he'll have some backup. Harris supports it, too. Another big issue last night, how the candidates would deal with roadblocks, a.k.a. Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Dems last night didn't really offer a concrete plan for how they'd work with McConnell or a Republican-held Congress to get their big ideas passed. Tonight, Biden will probably bring up his bipartisanship from back in his Senate days, something he's gotten flack for recently. As far as Sanders goes, Go Your Own Way is basically his favorite song. He may have an even harder time convincing people that he can bring together a divided government. They're the frontrunners, but they won't be alone on stage. For more of who's who and what they stand for, we've got them all on our 2020 guide, theskim.com slash 2020. Before we go, we've got a fun fact coming to you from Japan. Tomorrow is the start of the G20 summit in Osaka, where world leaders from 20 of the richest countries try to get on the same page about big issues. But we don't want to talk about them. We want to talk about these ladies, the Welcome Crew. That's a group of singing and dancing grannies called Obachan. They released a rap video to welcome all the out-of-towners to the summit. 
They've got full dance choreography, costumes, and lyrics that talk of Osaka as the funniest city in the world. We're all about it. Go grannies. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be watching the debates tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern and skimming about the things to know. Check out our social feeds on Twitter and Instagram at The Skim. 